This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ हफ्ता वी हैव एन एक्साइटिंग गेस्ट जॉइनिंग अस हु आल्सो विद अस एट द मीडिया रंबल बिफोर आई इंट्रोड्यूस्ड आवर पैनल आई हैव समथिंग टू रिक्वेस्ट डू गो ऑन टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री डॉट कॉम एंड चेक आउट अ न्यू एन एल सेना प्रोजेक्ट इट्स अ प्रोजेक्ट विच वी कैन लॉन्च टू थ्री वीक्स अगो बट बिकॉज ऑफ द मीडिया रंबल थिंग्स वी आर लुकिंग फॉर फंड्स सो दैट वी कैन डू अ डीप इन्वेस्टिगेशन इन टू हू ओन्स वॉट मीडिया हाउस एंड यू वॉन्ट टू कवर एज मैनी मीडिया हाउस इज पॉसिबल दिस एक्सरसाइज विल टेक अ लॉट ऑफ टाइम एफर्ट रिसोर्सेज सो प्लीज कैन रिक्वेस्ट यू टू गो टू न्यूज लॉन्ड डॉट कॉम एन एल सेना बट इज इन द मिडल सो क्लिक ऑन एन एल सेना एंड कॉन्ट्रीब्यूट टू एन एल सेना प्रोजेक्ट इफ यू हैव अ लार्जर सम दैट यू वॉन्ट कॉन्ट्रीब्यूट टू अदरवाइज यू कैन जस्ट सब्सक्राइब टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री डॉट कॉम एंड पे टू कीप न्यूज फ्री बिकॉज वेन द पब्लिक पेज पब्लिक इज सर्वड before i introduce the panel manisha what do we have in the headlines a uh, big 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 newsy week uh, article 370 was killed using article 370 so the separate constitution of jammu and kashmir ceases to be in operation and the state also ceases to exist as we know it jammu and kashmir will be divided into jammu and kashmir uh, the union territory which will have a legislature and ladakh which will not have a legislature you know uh, i was looking for a video I, i just posted the image but when i read that headline that article 370 used to destroy article 370 i thought of that scene of thanos i used the the whatever entity stones, stones to infinity destroy. stones yeah. to destroy the stones yeah. and he looks also like amit shah <laughs> <laughs> it does look like amit shah that's mm. true um as we speak kashmir is still under a strict curfew uh, the curfew i think came into being on sunday uh, about 24 hours before amit shah made his announcement in parliament there's been no landline no internet uh, no cable tv and a strict curfew condition which is supposed to be easing today uh, two of its former chief ministers are under house arrest um meanwhile modi ji has said that there should be no chest thumping he gave a message to his party leaders and said please don't celebrate there's a long road ahead but that's what he said in the address to the nation yeah. in the address to the nation yesterday he spoke about development economy uh, coming to the rescue and said also i think one of the interesting points he made was that don't worry your leaders will come from you hmm uh, saying that democracy is going to come back and we will also when the time is right make it a state again Hmm. so saying that you're not going to lose your political uh, sort of say in the larger scheme of things pakistan has expelled his indian high commissioner and recalled its envoy and also said ki no more trade and uh, i don't know what who that will affect at all anyway <laughs> yeah. hmm. and taliban also today issued a statement strangely saying that uh, they are deeply agonized it was a very civil kind of a anyway they <laughs> right now they are be deep in peace talks with the their own government yeah. no hmm The Supreme Court meanwhile uh, refused to refused to hear an urgent plea challenging the withdrawal of JNK special status though the person who's filed the plea is ML Sharma who you interviewed yes and he some people say he's like a BJP stooge so he just goes and makes these shitty arguments and he kills a plea before an actual plea can be made i mean that's a conspiracy theory there's been terrible uh, sort of a flood situation in Maharashtra and Kerala Uh, red alert red alert in four districts kochi airport was shut down trains delayed actually there was one um, boat that capsized um, while doing these rescues and i think 37 people died or uh, drowned in karnataka also there have been severe floods 
in fact i mean they right now there are at least four states in the country that are severely hit by floods and mm. i was watching the, the coverage the, this morning some of the images are very very scary it's it's horrible i think mm. we probably discuss this next week when we have a little more clarity about what all is happening yeah. and why can't we prepare for this yeah i mean every year so many people die it's just sad uh, the other big news of the week was the passing away of former external minister sushma swaraj she had a heart attack yeah and, and uh, funnily enough like she tweeted yeah. and 3 hours later or 4 hours later she was pronounced yeah she dead. tweeted uh, congratulating modi for 370 and she said i didn't know i was going to live in my life to see this um lok sabha cleared a bill to give death uh, penalty to sexual assault on children these kind of pointless bills they can yeah. keep clearing and this and the us had mass shootings two yeah. two incidences of mass shooting 30 people dead and one of the shooters had racist sort of literature with him and he was i think he did he, he wanted to go yeah. he wanted to kill mexicans and of course the nra's attitude after this has been horrible but Seven of the survivors refused to meet Trump when he went to the hospital to meet them. Mm. I think that was fascinating. They refused to see him and Trump has been getting roasted like never before. But I still have many Indian friends who think he's an amazing president. I say wahin jao. And Toni Morrison died. She was an author and a Nobel laureate and she was considered by many as one of the most important writers of her time. She was a black woman who was credited with having kind of propounded this theory of writing not theory but her approach to writing was why do we have to write for the white person so what she said was a lot of the black writing the filmmaking the black people who were artists were writing for the white person in the sense not in their defense but in a sense that this is what we are like whether it was use of the words whether it was the stories being told She says we should write for us, and if someone gets it, well and good. If they don't, hell with them. And um, so that way, her writing was considered very honest and very powerful and very important for the civil rights movement. She was eighty-eight, and she was recommended to me when I was, I think, what in my late teens or twenties to Madhu, read. Madhu, I think, is a big fan, no? Yeah, that time most of it used to go over my head. I <laughs> did not understand it, but I should revisit it now. and one fourth of the world's population faces a huge water stress and bulk of it is in india meanwhile delhi government is giving half page ads that we have done lot for water i don't know it i saw that plant a tree also today we have to yeah today's plant a tree smiling arvind kejriwal saying plant a tree meanwhile president ramnath kovind gives a send to the triple talaq bill again i'm not sure what sense that makes and kerala church rape case the nun who protested against the accused bishop has been expelled for mm. her lifestyle mm So this is Lucy Kalupura. Uh, she was accused that that they have she has not given a satisfactory explanation for buying a car, taking a loan for it, and publishing poems. Sure. Because if you're part of the mm. uh, church, you should not publish poems or buy a car. But uh, I think the main reason was that she took part in the protest against the rape. So yeah, man. No matter where you go, women, dude, you know you're the most wronged against, Manisha. कुछ भी कर लो किसी भी आप रिलीजन में चले जाओ Today on the panel we have Manisha Pandey. Hello. Raman Kripal. Hi. Anand Vardhan. Hello. And joining us on Skype is Jaggi. So for those of you who live under a rock and don't know who Jaggi is, Jaggi is R Jagannathan. He is currently editorial director of Swaraj magazine. He has over four decades of experience in business journalism, but he has also been the editor in chief of First Post when it launched. He was the founder, and he's been at Business Day DNA. 
and he has revamped many business publications in his capacity as editor, also in Financial Express, and all those many things. He has won the Sri Ram Sanlam, right? That's how you pronounce it. Lifetime Achievement Award in 2016. So, Jaggi, you don't look that old, I must say. <laughs> so, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, rather than try to discuss six things hurriedly. We will try it over hafta of next few weeks. We'll just pick up three things and discuss those at length. So the obvious one to start this week is Article 370. So those of you who want context, I'm surprised you don't know yet. But Article 370 has not been abrogated, if I understand this correctly, but it has been amended enough for Jammu and Kashmir not to have the category of special status it did earlier. From what I understand, it will have certain. Special provisions like many hill states, like Himachal Pradesh, Uttarakhand, etc., do, but what it won't have is the kind of autonomy that it had earlier, and it is also union territory now. I personally thought it would be impossible in my lifetime, so I will admit this is something that completely caught me off guard. I was like, this can't happen because also I had seen Mr. Swami be decimated by Ram Jethmalani on the legal arguments of this. I was moderating a panel. But clearly, some other smarter minds have thought of a loophole. Why do you think this is a great idea, Jaggi? And what do you think the next fallout is going to be? And I ask you, from someone who had entered journalism in the mid '90s, and the first person who had put to be the sidekick off was a lady called Alpana Kishore, who had famously interviewed Mustgul when the Chirare Sharif he had set on fire and run away. So what I understood on Kashmir was of all those people who had covered it, they said the response is never overnight. In the next week, it happens after a year, year and a half. What do you think is going to happen now, and why? Why do you think this will go through? Well, I think the challenges before uh, government that's abrogated most parts of 370, they have to handle the issue sensitively in the valley, so that people there who may be feeling a sense of sullen anger are uh, told that look, nothing is really going to affect your life if we will actually improve governance or whatever it is. so they have to offer a friendly hand so that they get over the thing right now it is only a shell and also it is more an emotional link rather than anything material in terms of what it delivers to people in the valley it's something like the khilafat movement in 1919 what gandhi thought was that it was something emotively important for indian muslims but what we saw was that the first thing that kamal ataturk did was threw it out and the whole world accepted it so this is like one of those artifacts of history uh, the where i think uh, having it on the statute book did nothing to help kashmir but it did everything to alienate them and by allowing local politicians to blackmail us and say look if you do this we will do something else so mm. this is what it is and i think it's good that we have ended the stalemate once and for all we have to look forward and i hope the government handles the issue sensitively that's the key thing but beyond that it did not need to be on the statute book at all i'm happy it's gone so while the government no doubt needs to handle it sensitively i think a lot of the noise that is assumed as the government's voice is what channels do what their voices are this you know triumphism whatever is the word this chest thumping ke humne dekho dikha diya um you think that needs to be toned down and will it be toned down or do you think that because because that is what brings you eyeballs and gets panels excited that will carry on and that will actually be counterproductive just like i mean i've done a two part series on on kashmir 
as a podcast and i know for a fact uh, you know i am no supporter of of this regime that the local media in kashmir has a lot to do with the general sense of uh, you know uh, hostility towards india it is very anti india the local media and i've know i've known many journalists from kashmir personally who privately would say one thing but they could never dare to say that openly because they would not be possible to live in kashmir so do you think that media there and here will play that role of trying to make you know make a more informed sensible and peaceful citizenry or will they continue to yell the way they do yeah i think media these days have become very shrill and especially some channels are certainly thumping their chests and actually creating a needless kind of triumphalism in some sections of the people while it may play well in certain parts of the country and including the two parts of kashmir itself especially jammu and ladakh it's not going to go down too well in the valley so i think that uh, tonal tonality needs to change and say look this is something that it had to be done but it is not about india imposing its will on the kashmiris or anybody it is to make you full citizens and to make sure that you build bridges back and so it's high time we did the bridge building and the media is busy destroying those bridges so i hope that the media plays the right role and not the kind of role it's playing right now manisha what did you think of the prime minister's address and what is your take on this 370 apart from the prime minister's address just taking it forward from what jaggi was talking about triumphalism in the media i haven't seen anything worse than what i've seen over the past one week hmm. it is i mean as a non kashmiri i was angered looking at it i can't even imagine what kashmiris must be feeling because the moment uh, the announcement was made there was ugly kind of rhetoric all over channels you had I mean, people reciting praises of Hanuman, you know, Bharat Mata ki jai, Vande Mataram, Kashmir ko dikha diya, PO ke le lenge, ab sikhayenge, and it was it wasn't about Kashmiri people or tackling insurgency or there was no even you know a regular person would want to know what exactly did Article three seventy do, how did it stop, uh, you know, uh, what problems did it create and how uh, a move to sort of make it hollow would. contain insurgency or that's the at the heart of it right none of that it was just about india teaching this you know these people a lesson and like the, i mean we're going to cover this in news so i don't want to say much but it was absolutely ugly and in that rhetoric whatever amit shah may have said about development education you know women's right there's none of that in popular rhetoric and even bjp spokespersons don't talk about that when they're talking about kashmir it is about teaching them a lesson and a hindu majoritarian sort of a sentiment and the demonizing of the two former chief ministers these guys are still under house arrest they are democratically elected they were actually one of the few voices they may be corrupt inefficient or whatever you may say but not more than any other chief ministers in across india they are in a special case of inefficiency or incompetence they've been in jail i mean under house arrest they have uh, you've had news anchors bjp spokespersons linking them to pakistan time again when they are the only guys who've stood with india's democratic process at least or have said we'll participate in your democracy and i think with this at least you've i mean you weakened their hand you weaken you've the fence sitters or people who were on the center or people who said dialogue with india democracy with india those guys have completely lost ground in kashmir i mean uh, yeah. we don't know what's happening right now because it's a lockdown Hmm. also But, could you comment on like this whole thing you know i do believe that one thing is clear that certain things that we had grown up believing so we kind of believe that as a mathematical theorem which it wasn't one being that article 370 it's impossible to do away with 
uh, that was like a mathematical theorem that etched into you know most people's minds that has been proved no if you mm. completely rethink it you can do that but the second thing is that all kashmiris would completely rebel and be angered by this now there is a narrative mm. going that there are many who are happy they are sick of the corruption even if they are i, I and i am not commenting one way or the other i am not convinced one way or the other i find it strange that journalists there are making this claim but cannot present 10 kashmiris on camera saying that they are saying that to camera with empty streets behind them if that is the case would not the best thing be to make that available to us i mean i, think, I find yeah. journalistically that bizarre also forget the 370 i think whatever i have seen of kashmiris talking in whatever channels that have bothered to at least speak to kashmiris it's the lockdown that's really got them angry that you didn't tell us anything you've put us in a complete lockdown and imagine like no phones no landlines no mobile you can't go to a dog you can't go to a hospital without like being stopped at different checkpoints so it's complete like invisibilization that i think that's really got many people angry Jagi, right now a, a quick comment on this and then we'll get anand then do you think if that is the case uh, you know first i'd like to know what you think i mean there's no you know metric we have or any first hand information you and i sitting here but just your hunch that you think people there will be happy with this and in case they are as many journalists claim don't you wonder that should that journalist should just show us some interviews to that effect no i have no doubt whatsoever that there is a huge amount of anger if not sullenness in the valley yeah? and that anger is not being shown and also there is being it is being contained in a limited shell that is true but you know when you are in a war zone the last thing you need is the media to come and rake it all up so i think mm. you need to give it a little time to cooling off period mm. and after that i think you need to discuss all these issues openly without any censorship that the, but the time for that has not come maybe after 3 4 weeks once people have had time to digest the whole issue then you allow the media in and allow uh, all kinds of discussion that it makes sense just like in the middle of the war no country will allow it's media to go and say opposite things where it will demoralize its own forces and encourage the enemy that mm. is what is happening right now and i think but of course this cannot continue endlessly i'm talking about two or three weeks by which time even the kashmiri people have had a chance to realize what has happened and then articulate Respond. themselves in a sensible way right now they may just throw bombs and it will make things worse it's not worth it oh i see okay so now just tell me for you go sushma swaraj passed and yeah. i think out of you know all the politicians at least in my professional lifetime she was one of the i think top 10% top decile of the loved ones across party lines um what what was your take on her legacy that she's left behind what do you think would be her most striking feature that political history will remember in india see we have to see one thing that she realized that when she became external affairs minister her hopes of being number 1 were uh, never going to happen hmm. so she accepted the situation and said what is the best i can do as uh, mea head and that was that to be a really people's politician and have make simplifications and help indians with indian passport holders visa holders make life so easy for them that you get a passport in 3 days 5 days where earlier you have to go and beg and bribe and plead with people to get it done hmm. so that was one of our biggest contributions she played a big role in getting uh, indian standard anywhere she responded to requests on twitter and she even responded to a guy who wanted his refrigerator fixed and say that look i can't do that because i am rescuing people from the gulf uh, right now so things like that are there but however we tend to over eulogize people 
uh, when they die. But mm. let's not forget, in 2004, she wanted to shave her head off if Sonia Gandhi became prime minister. Yes, and eat so chanas and like sleep on the ground. So it's not like she did not have her history also. Yes, yes. I remember we've made so much fun of that in that Gustaki Mafia used to write. Yeah, and we, she we said, thought she was a lunatic, right? Yeah, exactly. She was a nutter. Yeah, that time because she said that yeah. I chane, sirf chane khaungi, sar aur zameen pe and I was like, yes, how are the three connected? But anyway, Correct. that was her. So my point is, people have two sides to them, and that's one aspect of it. But she, when she was given the job, she did a fantastic job. in the limitations imposed by the nature of the job i think what jaggi said was very true that when people die and i think anand has said this several times on the hafta that we tend to overstate i mean i think that classic line of shakespeare from julius caesar uh, which is antony's mark antony's speech when caesar died that the evil that men do lives after them the good is often interred with their bones i have demonstrated my command over shakespeare but that is in ulta more, no mostly in, in obits yeah in real life in poetry it's ulta the evil is interred with their bones but the good lives after them so yes uh, i think she was at her times when she had to fight for relevance uh, many of you who probably were young listeners to this podcast in the early 2000s the battle for primacy in the bjp at that time modi was nowhere in the picture it was between venkaiya naidu Sushma Swaraj, Arun Jaitley, and Pramod Mahajan, because they were here in the centre. Mr. Modi had been sent to Gujarat Sambhalu, and he was Sambhaluing Gujarat. So the central battle was between these four people. So in fact, when Modi rose, Sushma was one of the earlier ones who tried to cut off him. And for those of us who remember, she was in the Advani camp. But Modi did keep her. He didn't completely shaft her, and you know, send her. to what margdarshak mandal like the other two yashwant sinha and dasan she was too young for that she, uh, yeah and i mean although i think modi had the kind of mandate that had he done it there's nothing she could have done she didn't have a fight in her but he kept her as minister of external affairs but if you are to believe some other bureaucrats the ministry of external affairs under modi is only an event management company that manages an event which he waltzes into to takes whether it is the yoga day that is organized by the ministry of external affairs where is any other she in fact two of the biggest uh, um overseas trips she did not even accompany him he went alone so they just prepare the ground so i mean whatever said and done i must tell you my personal interaction with sushma swaraj to the first one was i think i was 21 i was a uh, 1997 mein hua pehli election which within teen quick quick elections hui thi पहली वाली कब हुई थी जब ये 1978 नहीं नहीं अरे मैं तब सर मैं चार साल का था आई एम नॉट दैट ओल्ड सर वंस 98 99 90 95 96 no. 98 99 हाँ 96 98 सो द 96 इलेक्शन आई थिंक शी स्टूड फ्रॉम दिल्ली फ्रॉम साउथ दिल्ली और समवेयर हियर एंड दोस डेज दे वर बैलेट बॉक्सेस तो आई हैड गोन विद माय माइक टू गो इंटरव्यू हर एंड ऑफ कोर्स दोस डेज दे वर सच फ्यू कैमराज यू कूड वॉक राइट इनटू व्हेन समवन वाज वोटिंग नो वन सेड देखो वायलेशन हो रही है I voted while doing my piece to camera. So while walking out, I was interviewing her, and I said, "Sushma ji, what will be your priority if you win?" Because those days I had not stumbled upon that question. आपको कैसा लग रहा है? I was still told by Madhu, ask a specific question. If you have no specific questions, don't ask anything. Just shoot and come back. So I said, I must go with a specific question. I said, if you win, because of course, first of all, I find I was what twenty or twenty-one at the time. Even then, I didn't ask a question. Do you think you'll win? Like when I see people ask. this question to anyone i mean whether it's arvindan banaras or whether it is you know someone in delhi 
फूस गुण से नहीं यार मुझे लगता है मेरी तो ऐसे वाट लगेगी कि मैं फिर आऊँगा ही नहीं ऑफकोर्स एवरीवन से आर गोन टू विन ना लाइक एनी आई सेट वट विल बी योर प्रायोरिटी इफ यू विन सो विल इट बी पुशिंग अ बिल विल इट बी यू नो इज देर अ कॉज क्लोज टू योर हार्ट माई प्रायोरिटी विल बी नर्चरिंग माई कंस्टिट्यूंसी तो आई हर्ड नरसिम्हा राव कंस्टिट्यूंसी आई सेट सॉरी शी सेट नर्चरिंग माई कंस्टिट्यूंसी बट आई सेट वाई नरसिम्हा राव कंस्टिट्यूंसी सर आई नॉट लिस्ट वट आई एम सेम सिंग नर्चरिंग माई कंस्टिट्यूंसी वट इज नरसिम्हा राव कंस्टिट्यूंसी तो मैं डर के वापस आके मैंने कहा पता नहीं ज्यादा था पढ़ 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 जाए तो मैं घर निकल लो निकू अभी भी वक्त है सो दैट वॉज आई बट आई आई पर्सनली लाइक आई थॉट शी वॉज गुड एंड आई डोंट से दिस अबाउट लॉट ऑफ पॉलिटिशन्स आई एग्री विद आनंदन जग्गी की जब कोई मर जाता है हम अच्छी अच्छी बातें कहते हैं बट आई थिंक एट अ वेरी फंडामेंटल लेवल देर वॉज अ डिसेंसी अबाउट हर इरिस्पेक्टिव ऑफ मैनी पीपल सेट दैट शी प्लेड एन एक्टिव रोल इन द बाबरी डेमोलेशन एंड ऑल दैट एंड आई ऑल्सो सेट दैट आई वुड हैव I mean, I do all of it all over again, irrespective of the lo- loss of life. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm not saying that she was altogether sane, but I think politicians cannot be measured with the decisions that we have to take. I, w- I would not hold a politician to the ethical standards that I would hold myself or people around this table to. I think that is a mistake we often make. I had interviewed her when she was Delhi CM. Uh, one of our story, uh, you know, in Indian Express. uh forced uh, sahib singh verma to resign so we were very instrumental in that mm. uh, and after that she became the cm and i was the metro editor of uh, indian express so she readily agreed uh, and i had interviewed in her car we were traveling to some place so i remember i mean she was very polite and uh, very very firm also considering those days we've had madan lal khurana mm. and sahib singh verma two complete louts yes. who were so rude and Yes. I mean, and I'm not saying you have to be a sophisticated public school educated, but the kind of stuff that they'd say. Saib Singh Verma, so he called me up personally, called me up and threatened me. I mean, they Those were real days. goon uh, level uh. dudes. So after that, she was this breath of fresh air that yes. everyone in Delhi said, "Ah ha ha, Sushma ji, I am." So yeah, but I'll remember her for you know, as uh, Jaggi said, uh, rescuing uh, Indians, you know, from abroad. I mm. mean, she and and anybody could get in touch with her on Twitter. Yeah, she was so good uh, at that. I, I think MEA and 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 uh, again as Jaggi said, MEA me. No, no, her realization. Modi, Modi almost rubbed her no, face no, as a. That's the realization she had, and she accepted it. Yeah, she didn't. She fight accepted. It. It. She yeah. didn't fight it. So she knew how to exit with grace. कि भाई मेरा time चला गया मेरी मेरा मेरी बारी नहीं आएगी चलो. All of you listening in, uh, the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served, and advertisers pay. Advertisers are served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. and subscribe to our youtube channel